This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of gun sports radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, three hours down, two more to go. Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. We got MacGyver in the house, folks. Where do they got to go to see this on? Go to San Diego County Gun Owners' Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash sdcgo, and we are uh, doing, we're Facebook living this. Right. And if you see what Michael does, and if you think you can do better, call us, and we'll hire you. <laughs> for free. Yeah, for free. Well, that's the only way we pay. Hey, folks, look for our shows at your favorite podcast platform. That's right. It's super simple. Just go to gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com, and there's tons of stuff to see there. Uh, also, please remember to stick around. We do have two hours. This is a two-hour show now. After five years, we'll stop saying that. And, oh, my, do we have a show for you today. Let's. What's a lot going on here in the gun world. And this first hour is brought to you by Firearms Legal Protection. They're the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out at their website at firearmslegal.com. Also, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR platform rifle. Well, what's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right. Well, gang, what's on the table? We have a cool show coming up. I know. We're about to interview uh, Antonio Okafer. Mm-hmm. Um, hope I got her name. I hope I got her last name right. I'm going to have to ask She's her. amazing. She is amazing, right? Yeah. What have you seen of her? I, I just looked at her uh, her website and and, uh, and page and just saw all the weapons she was weaponizing with, and <laughs> I was just really impressed. She's ready, Freddy, huh? Wow. She is. She's a spokesperson, national spokesperson for uh, Gun Owners of America. She does her outreach. She's, she's really amazing. She's... Uh, Big Second Amendment person, so uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna have her, and of course Joe's gonna give his uh, his his blog talk, and then we have uh, all kinds of cool uh, interviews. Sam the Gunman. Sam the Gunman, yeah, <clears throat> who's been working his tail off yeah. selling guns in the beautiful Absolutely. state of Virginia. So, so yeah. So uh, what do you got? Is everybody holding up? We're all uh, I'm doing fine. We're all COVIDed, right? Yeah, yeah. We're COVIDed. I got my mask from. Uh, uh, high seas trading company. They made some shirt masks that match my car shirt. So I, and you know, I've come to the conclusion that when I'm out going, I'm, I feel really good about wearing a mask now when I go to the grocery store or if I go out in public where before I kind of wasn't wearing them, but now that I've got them and, and by the way, thanks Laura for getting me a mask. Put the, put the uh, mask and the glasses on Dave. Oh, you want me to put the la- Oh, that's right. Here, what I do? I put them all away. Well, I'll grab to it. I will get to them here in a second. All right. Um, but no, I mean, I don't think I've ever touched my face so much as when I. Isn't it the weirdest <laughs> thing? I mean, my gosh. And, and, and you catch yourself doing it. Yeah. It's like, 
Whoa. So, so did you, oh, go ahead. I was, well, I just gonna say it's interesting, and, and it's probably because I shouldn't be on Facebook, but the different responses people are 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 to this this uh, coronavirus. Some people can't deal with it. Some people are just literally coming apart at the seams. Hell, I cleaned out my office the other day. I found a photograph of one of my racer, and she was six years old. She's 23 today. <laughs> I haven't seen that picture since. Well, know? I thought it was really interesting up in Coronado. There, people are freaking out. You know, they, they closed the beach and said, look, uh, you know, no, uh, you, you know, you can't sit there on a towel and enjoy Oh, did he finally close the beach? Because he had so, it open there for a while. So it's always been closed, except for people who are running or walking, whatever. Just like a sidewalk, just like a hiking trail, like, just like a, yeah, yeah. a road, you know? Yeah. And people f- were freaking out. The Union Tribune uh, freaked out. Everybody just about fell apart. And they said, okay, fine. You can't even walk. Yeah. You can't even jog on it anymore. Get off the beach. It's ridiculous. It, it's unbelievable. People, did you, did they, you see the guy at PB that was surfing? So the police went out on the beach and yelled at him, told him to come in. And then they grabbed him. Each in an, he both had him on each arm. Yeah, it's been viral. Well, isn't that? Yeah. I, I don't think that was PB though. That was, was it? That was up in LA. But where's well, the six foot? A, where's that six foot? Well, there was a paddle boarder in Malibu that maybe that's what it was. It was ignoring. I guess the lifeguards were trying to flag him down. They ignored them, so they they said, "Well, we got a boat," and they came out. But you know, again, the hysteria. It's it you crazy. know, yeah. Granted, the guy was I guess not supposed to be out there. But, I mean, he wasn't endangering himself. He wasn't endangering anybody else. He's out in the middle of nothing. The only people that got endangered was when they decided they had to go grab him. And now all of them are endangering each other. And if, and if you other. don't think that ocean can't kill coronavirus, you're out of your mind. There's enough garbage in that ocean. It could kill the plague. Well, I think we all agree that a horribly contagious disease that can cause pneumonia is something to be aware uh, of. Aware of. Yeah. And it's something to, you know, but if you have a guy sitting out in the middle of a billion gallons of, of salt water yeah. and he's in he's in no danger to himself, he's not endangering others until, like you said, Joe, two cops are Grab now, him. you know, touching him. And then they throw him in a holding cell, which is probably one of the most filthy, uh, you know. I wouldn't know. People well, are going a little crazy. But then again, you know, and the, this whole, you know, and I'm okay with the, you know, canceling large gatherings and doing yeah. that stuff. I think that stuff's fine. That makes sense. But, I mean, a little sense here. You know, we, we've we lost the common sense part. I mean, if you go out and look, because, uh, you know, I'm in the kayak all the time. If you go out on a Saturday in July, when it's as crowded as it could possibly be, you're not going to find paddle boarders or kayakers within six feet of each yeah, other. Yeah, banging I mean, into just, each other. Yeah, I mean, surfers, they just don't do that. And um, Well, my favorite part of this is I, I was watching this friend on Facebook, and I, they will remain nameless. <laughs> they are a passionate anti-vaccination person. Uh, I, listen, I don't have an opinion on vaccinating right. anything. I, I, don't I don't have kids. I'm not a scientist. So don't don't come at me, folks. But she's a passionate anti-vaccination uh, uh, person. And she was also passionate about the idea of these cops pulling this guy out of the ocean and throwing him in jail. And I'm like, wait a minute. How do, how do you, well, you, know, you, how do you like, reconcile that? The vaccine thing is a good question, because I was going to bring that up anyway if we were talking about that today, because eventually they'll come up with a vaccine for this. And do they make the vaccine mandatory? And if they do, do you do it? 
because I'm thinking about that. Because, like, for instance, I I'm lucky. I, I rarely would I get the flu or anything like that. It's probably been decades. Not not saying I won't be sick next week. No, there you but, go. But I mean, I, I normally don't. So I don't get a flu shot because I feel like I'm fortunate. I don't want to take something that's going to mess with that and make it worse. So you know, do I take that if they come up with a vaccine, especially if they whip one out here in the next month or two that I know they've rushed through. Do you take something like that, you know, to avoid, again, remember 80% of the people that get this are going to be just fine. The other 20% will be miserable for a week or two. And most of them are going to be okay too. Well, I think it's your choice. I don't think you get thrown in jail. Right. I I agree. I I agree. Because again, pneumonia is horrible. Listen, I've had pneumonia twice in my life. I just had it a year ago. And, uh, you know, considering nothing I to fool with i haven't run a marathon in many years <laughs> i mean a kind of you know a guy like me should not be getting pneumonia um yeah. so it is serious but when people get so freaked out that they're overreacting yeah. and, and 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 scaring a lot of people yeah and begging for their you know hey please take my rights and freedom you know yeah i know well, see that's the other discussion i hope people have after all and i'm not be optimistic because people tend to forget what you wish but, well because look how easily your rights were just taken away all, and not just the second amendment thing all of them all of them you know just on because of this um well you know i'm, I'm not gonna say alleged crisis i there i said it yeah but um <laughs> you know look how quickly that happened yeah. and uh, i don't remember giving these people that kind of power and permission apparently we did right to just do that and yeah. these are people that make bad decisions normally, yeah. you know, and now during a crisis, they're making worse decisions and we're blindly following. Yeah, OK, we'll do it. Whatever. Tell us what right. to do. Well, we're all wearing masks now. Almost all of us. Almost yes. all of us. Almost all of us. <laughs> I'm wearing yeah. one. Well, no, and you and, and because you're a little bit more susceptible, you've had pneumonia twice. And that's exactly I right. Get it. Yeah. And I think that's the logic behind it. But on the same token, you know, you can't. You can't let the, the 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 virus destroy the country. Yeah, I you had know. you know I had pneumonia when I was fourteen years old. I missed the last six weeks of eighth grade. Wow! And uh, it wiped me out. And I was a super healthy fourteen year old. I was a really, I was a runner. I was a really? weightlifter. I was I was did you know involved in sports. I was a pretty you know I was a superstar. And right. It wiped me out. And ever since I I clear my throat all the time. And that started when I got pneumonia at fourteen. Uh. And ever since, you, you'll probably, for those who've been around me, I, I, I'm constantly, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. that started when I was 14 after pneumonia. But see, so that's, a great, that's a great example, though, because see, that's you a, know you're susceptible to that stuff, and you know you want to take precautions for that, and that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Brendan just put his mask on. <laughs> see what you did. See what you I'm did. I'm going to go in and give Brendan a big smooch after the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an N95. KCBQ hooked him up with an N95, so Good. he's got the real deal, but all of a sudden, I look in there and he's putting his mask on but you know what listen i don't want to make it sound like we're discouraging no. anybody from doing no. anything no. I mean, be safe this is your time to be a hero right now go help people right uh be be reasonable be sensible but there is a debate to be had and it's not always about you it's also about you protecting other people so yep. you may not know or think you have it have it so wear a mask when you go out at least protect yourself all right yep. let's take a quick break when we come back we got another great a guest lined up right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? 
Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Or you can call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. Hey, if, if the refi bell has been ringing like crazy, so home mortgage interest rates have dropped to the bottom almost. And if you're looking to buy, refi, or maybe considering a reverse mortgage, give our guy a call, our local mortgage guy, Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all these mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley, 619-722-1303 at primeres.com backslash alpine. <clears throat> so, who you got for a special guest this hour? Awesome special guest. Uh, we have Antonia Okafor, who is the Director of Outreach and National Spokesperson for the Gun Owners of America. She's been published by the New York Times, NBC Universal. You may have seen her on Fox News, Austin American Statesman, or maybe read her on The Hill. She appears regularly on uh, CNN and Fox News and BBC, Al Jazeera, One American Network. She was also a key figure in the Me Too movement, and the national debate on Second Amendment is probably what she's known best for, among other issues. Um, Antonia, thank you so much for having or for coming on the, the show with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. So let's 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 get right into it. Where does the Me Too movement intersect with the Second Amendment community? Oh man, uh, yeah. Well, essentially, it's kind of changing the narrative from the Me Too movement, which was heavily, very much, uh, let's just say, the typical modern feminism idea of what a woman should be, an empowered woman should be, and making it a uh, not-me movement of empowering women to, you know, take safety into their own hands and encourage women to uh, become gun owners and to protect themselves and not have to wait on other people. And so that's really the dynamic that I... I wanted to shift when I got into this whole space is trying to empower women um, and and trying to make sure that they had a voice or had an ability, the capability, because they do, um, to be able to protect themselves before they get in a situation where it is a Me Too scenario. Sure. So of all the issues, the Second Amendment is, it it appears to be, maybe it's just what I know you best for. I know you've, you've talked on a lot of different issues. And uh, I always appreciate listening to uh, the things you say and the way you, you deliver your message and the message that you deliver. Um, but the Second Amendment comes up, comes, comes up a lot. I mean, you, you know, you're the director of outreach for Gun Owners of America. Why the Second Amendment? What, what brought you to the Second Amendment as a, as a main issue for you? Yeah, well, it's actually going back kind of into that whole what I just talked about. Um, so I definitely I grew up in Texas, but definitely not the typical Texan. I did not grow up with firearms. My parents are Nigerian immigrants. So the Second Amendment is uh, I like to make this joke <laughs> foreign to them. Um, so it was <laughs> I know you guys can give me that for later. Um, and, and so essentially, I, you know, I was a Democrat. I. I think most of the people in this world are essentially don't really know what they stand on. And I, I kind of just went through with the Democratic Party of being anti-gun just because I was told to um, until I went to college where I actually got really involved in the feminist movement um, and, and kind of really got dissatisfied with this 
quote unquote solutions Mm -hmm. um, that a lot of modern feminism was espousing. And I wanted to, you know, lo and behold, prevent things like rape culture, um, campus sexual assault, um, et cetera. And I wanted to empower women. I wanted to empower myself. I'm a sexual assault survivor. And so um, it was just through that process of realizing, well, if I really want to empower myself, then, you know, I need to be able to have the ability to have an equalizer if I need to on campus or off campus. And that just got me into the concealed carry movement on college campuses. Um, and I just was exposed to a lot more, a lot of the lies that I've been believing for so many years that were actually really anti-empowerment. Um, so that's what got me into the movement was essentially wanting to empower myself and empower other women. I love so much what you're saying. I, I don't know how much you know about San Diego and what's gone on with concealed carry, but San Diego County Gun Owners is the organization I work for. We're a political organization. Um, and mm-hmm. our, our biggest victory, you basically couldn't get a CCW in San Diego up until about two and a half, three years ago. Could not get one. And we did a bunch of activism, um, and you can now get a CCW. And about a year ago, um, basically in San Diego, I mean, if you, if, you, if you follow the process, you're getting a CCW, as long as you pass the background check and the training. About a year, year and a half ago, um, we launched a program called Not Me SD. And mm-hmm. it's a program where we pair up women volunteers who've been trained with women who reach out to us, and we will help them get a firearm, we'll help them get the training they need, and we'll help them get a CCW, or any one of those, or two of those three that they want. And we had a press conference a year ago, it was actually a year ago, I think yesterday, and uh, we've had almost 200 women go through the program. We, we really, we weren't sure what to expect. A dozen, you know, 20 would have been success. But, uh, but we were quickly inundated with uh, with with it, and I was very happy to to see that. I mean, in a way, it's kind of it was kind of worrisome, but I was very happy to to see that. And and it's a message that that you've been uh, giving for uh, for years. And I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. But we're very very proud of that. So concealed carries changed significantly in San Diego. I'm not sure if that's something you heard or or aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely heard of your work and what you guys have been doing over there, and it's amazing. And and you know, I. I probably people will expect when I go to California or even New York or New Jersey that, you know, that's where, you know, I think I probably get the, the most uh, enthusiastic two a people um, in those areas. There you like, go. Yes, come <laughs> over here, come help us. Um, so it kind of gives me actually hope when I go over there um, and go to the places and then go back to like places that are supposed to be pro gun. I'm like, come on guys. Yeah. Come on. You guys need to do better. Yeah. Pull it together. <laughs> uh, San Diego's yeah. working hard. What's going on with everybody else? So right, exactly. No excuses. What's, um, what's so, your, yeah. Thank what, you for that. You bet. Thank you. What's your best message? to gun owners right now? Oh, man. I think it comes back to, man, what I've been seeing a lot of, I was listening to you guys a little bit about, you know, COVID-19 and how people are just like, look, just take my rights away. Um, That's a lot of what I'm seeing. Um, But on the gun side, I'm also seeing some hope. Uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about the fact that, you know, March uh, gun sales were uh, over 2 million. Um, I'm here in Colorado right now, which is in the Denver area. So it's definitely not uh, pro-gun in the least. But I even had my brother, you know, texting me a couple weeks ago when this whole thing kind of started and just saying, look, I think I need to invest in a firearm. I mean, this is my Democrat brother here. Like, no, no way is he changing. And he was just like, you know what? I think all this, all that's happening right now is chaos. I'm probably going to have to, you know, hmm, I don't know, take safety into my own hands. Maybe. I don't know. So he's, 
he's on the the gun train now. So he he's getting his gun. Um, unfortunately, though, I had to tell him that there are all these gun laws, all these uh, gun control laws um, that were impeding upon his uh, his ability to get a firearm. So um, it's been really good to see so many people who are new gun owners um, get involved. I think the next thing is that we're going to have to reach out to them and say, hey, welcome. Um, but also, you know, get them in training, get them involved in also realizing that it's just not a right that just is turned on and turned off during a crisis. It's something that we have to preserve and protect. And unfortunately, the government's not always trying to do that for us. So I think it's been really eye-opening for a lot of people. So what do you what do you tell even like in normal times before COVID nineteen or after COVID nineteen? What do you what do you think the best message is for non-gun owners? And I, I don't necessarily mean anti-gun folks, but you know mm-hmm. the the majority of the country that are probably on the fence and don't really have much experience. What's what's your best message to them? Oh, man. Um, for non-gun owners, well, you know, sometimes non-gun owners are also the ones who are pro-liberty. Um, they just don't, they decide, decide not to have a gun, and that's totally fine. I think that's the message that everyone should remember is that we're not forcing anyone, you know, you have to have a gun in order, right. you know, to be accepted or whatever, even to be pro-liberty. It's, you know, you, you have to let, like, just in every other situation is that you are not peeing on someone else's right to have that uh, choice, you know, being pro-choice or even the feminist movement, right? That you have a choice if you so want to get to that point of having a firearm. So I think that's what it is, is that it all goes together. The common denominator here is liberty. And if you don't understand that, then you, you don't understand why um, an individual has these rights that are inalienable and given to us by God and should be protected um, by government um, just because that's the role of government. And I think if you have that really strong foundation then you're going to understand the gun issue you're going to understand so many other liberty issues as well so you're extremely influential uh you're very well spoken like i said i really enjoy listening to you uh when when you in interviews and and give a message um looking at the the gun community one part of us meaning you know gun owners are i think way too aggressive with the don't tread on me shirts and the armed marches Mm -hmm. And the other part of us is probably a little too soft and kind of goes with this, uh, you know, guns are a fun hobby. Let's just make pink and blue guns so girls like them, you know. And uh, yeah. we, we know that the majority of gun owners, we know there's this enormous middle ground. How do we get them involved and, and why is that important? Or, you know, what do we do to get those kind of folks in, involved so there aren't these, um, you know, huge, uh, you know, differences between the extremes? Yeah, um, I think that's why I love, you know, being the director of outreach for Guns of America is that not too long ago, like I said, I was one of those people probably like in the middle, you know, I didn't really have one way or the other that I really felt until it actually impacted me personally. And so when someone gave me that connection, I still remember when someone finally gave me that aha moment of turning the narrative of seeing a gun as only with somebody who was a bad guy behind that firearm and then seeing me. You know, knowing that I can trust myself, but behind that firearm and using it for protection, that just completely changed everything. Um, And so I think just even small things like that, I think it's we we forget and I try not to, um, you know, get so far removed from being in that space to remember that, you know what, it might seem so trivial and elementary to us, um, but even little things like that, probably a lot of people have never heard of it. No one has just really connected it. And so I just think it's important that we continue to 
again, you know, outreach, go out to people who might be anti-gun, who might be probably on the most part on the fence um, and don't really have formed an opinion yet and, you know, talk to them and be a natural civil human being. I mean, I think that's you know great for a lot of people um, and a lot of issues. So I think that's what a part of it is. Just we need to not make so much of a fuss of how we do it. We just need to do it because the people who show up first are the ones who are going to really impact those people. Beautifully put. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. What, what do you what, you want people to check you out on Gun Owners of America, or where where can people find more about you, or, or where, where would you like to direct people? Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, I want people to become members of GOA. Uh, So go to gunowners.org and become a member. Uh, We're still in this fight. A lot of things are happening right now, um, particularly right now. Um, But then also, you know, you can follow me on antoniacover.com. I just got married. uh, I guess I got married, but like a year ago almost. Um, But uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Antonia underscore Okafor. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks. Have you been to A.O. Sport Firearms in El Cajon? Well, they've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. A.O. Sword Firearm Store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or give them a call at 619-749-4867. Bill Buyer Repair. A.O. Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com. Call them 619-749-4867. By the way, this segment is brought to you by Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP. Your number one gun uh, lawyer, John Dillon. Go to cafirearmslaw.com or you can call him direct, 760-431-9501. All right. We got John on the line. Hey, hey. How's it going? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Surviving. (laughs) Yeah, I bet those kids are sort of keeping you on your toes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a, a new experience, uh, practicing law from home. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you recommend? Uh, no. <laughs> Not with little kids around. I couldn't help uh, myself. I didn't think you had any jurisdiction uh, no. at home. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. You know, it's, it definitely is... Uh, can you extend the reach but uh yeah nevertheless been uh, pretty busy in the last uh two weeks uh during this quarantine and because of you know this COVID 19 stuff you know uh unfortunately uh people have taken advantage of the you know this whole virus and the quarantine and they're trying to completely uh, stop the Second Amendment and uh, prevent people from exercising the right to acquire a firearm and defend themselves. You know, this is a time where I think it's pretty clear that people are a little worried and they just want to make sure that if, uh, you know, 
that day comes where they have to protect themselves or their family that they're going to be able to do so. And it's not a paranoid uh, opinion. It's just uh, I want to be able to protect myself if I ever need to. And, uh, you know, they uh, unfortunately, you know, places such as uh, city of L.A., uh, county of L.A., we went through uh, a wonderful back and forth with uh, Sheriff Villanueva. Uh, I mean, I think it was he switched his opinion four times uh, in a week's time period of declaring gun shops essential and then the next day declaring them non-essential, then the next day declaring them essential again. And, uh, so it's been tough. You know, we, should, we got a we lot should, of people trying to prevent that. We should give him an award at our dinner, like flip-flopper of the year or something like that. I wonder if he'd show up for that. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's uh, pretty crazy. I've never seen anything like that, uh, you know, and, and it just shows how uh, poorly, uh, you know, the executive orders that was put in place by, uh, you know, our governor and just the orders that are put in place by the county public health departments uh, all over California. It's, they're incredibly vague. They, they don't tell anyone, you know, really what is essential and what's not. You know, I just found out. My uh, the local drive-through car wash is considered essential, but uh, according to certain uh, rulers across California, you know your Second Amendment right to defend yourself is not considered uh, something essential, and, and you know they're trying to shut down these gun shops. So it's just uh, you know it's bad. You know the fact that our governor just kind of sat back and said, "Well, I'll just defer." whatever the county uh, sheriffs decide. You know, that's a horrible decision uh, to do something like that uh, because now you have just this smorgasbord of enforcement throughout the, the state. Some counties, uh, you know, like in San Diego, uh, you know, our, our sheriff, Gore, he declared them essential businesses and said they can keep operating. But then you have, you know, city of L.A., L.A. County, you know, basically all of Northern California, you know, declaring them non-essential. And then, you know, you could drive through California and, and depending on where you are, you know, the Second Amendment either is or is non-existent. It's, uh, it's terrible. And we're literally depriving people of their Second Amendment rights. Well, you know, John, something we were talking about at the beginning of the show, too, about how easily um, our rights, not just Second Amendment, but a lot of them were just suspended under the guise of this emergency. And another thing I think we have to be really careful of, and this is something we saw after 9-11, is these suspensions here, these changes that are supposed to be temporary because of the emergency, have a habit of sticking around and becoming permanent. So I think that's a real concern. Yeah, there's a huge danger in the fact that, like, so these counties and, and, you know, that are declaring Second Amendment non-essential and gun shops non-essential. Well, for right now, we're all mandated to stay at home for an indefinite period of time. So quite literally, they're making the case that gun shops are closed down indefinitely. I mean, that should scare people, the, the fact that they can just buy, you know, executive fiat, just declare, nope, no longer can you, you know, exercise your Second Amendment rights. It's an absurd, absurd theory uh, and it's somewhat shocking to see it being enforced right now and you know because of that uh you know we're bringing lawsuits uh you know any you know everyone's on notice if you're going to try to shut down the second amendment you're going to be sued have yeah. you john have you heard uh you know there was a big fear a couple of weeks ago 
um, about the DOJ just shutting down the DROS system or, or making it impossible for people to pick up guns, you know, just basically, uh, you know, harassing gun shops by not letting them operate. Closing it down from the back end. Yeah, and, and Senator Jones said that, uh, no, DOJ has no plans to do that. Have you heard any complaints from gun shops at all in the last couple of weeks that, that uh, uh, I've DROS not, has been I've heard problem? nothing confirmed. There's been, you know, uh, some discussion, you know, uh, one-off shops that like have had trouble with the drug system. I have not heard anything beyond a single shop, and I'm not going to name any names yeah, or do no, anything like yeah. that. But uh, so far, I haven't seen anything or heard about anything widespread. I haven't gotten reports of anything like that. Uh, but again, you know, like you said, the DOJ they they've surprisingly just kind of stayed out of this in, in a way. They haven't tried to do a backdoor shutdown by closing down the drug system. And, you know, we saw how the governor uh, just, you know, decided to defer uh, whether or not the, the decision-making authority to sheriffs uh, and local chief law enforcement. So it, it's a mess. Uh, it, it truly is. We, we now have uh, different laws for, you know, whatever county you're in. You know, the, whether or not you have the Second Amendment depends on what county you live in now. Like you didn't have enough to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, I, I. Some people, this may be a vacation. I feel like I've worked more uh, <laughs> during this time from home than I've worked. Hey, can we, uh, can, no, we can we bring up one other thing? Um, surprisingly, there's been this. Uh, you and I had a brief conversation about it yesterday, John. But there's mm-hmm. this penal code that says, in effect, that you can't wear a mask uh, if you're if you're carrying a gun unless you're law enforcement. Now, I just paraphrase this. What? Yeah. So go go look it up. I just paraphrase. That's not exactly what it says. But there's a piece of that penal code that's, that it doesn't exempt CCW holders. It only exempts law enforcement um, and uh, hunters, I believe. But it says that you can't wear a mask in order to conceal your identity. And that's not what we're doing when we're wearing a mask for health purposes. So, John, do you, do you agree with that assessment that, yes, a CCW holder can wear a, you know, a medical mask dur- during COVID-19 and carry legally? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't give a, the, the legal opinion <laughs> like straight up, but uh, as a a person with the CCW that's complying with public health orders to wear masks when in public and wear gloves and limit contact, uh, I would have to say like you're not wearing a mask to conceal identity. It's not like you're wearing a ski mask to go rob, uh, you know, Seven Eleven. You're literally complying with health orders, um, uh, and you just happen to also have a CCW, but you know. Make sure you have your ID. Make sure you have your permit. It's you know up to date. Yeah, make uh, sure you're not robbing a bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't rob anyone. You know, uh, and, and it you know truly, I can see it being you know something that has the possibility of you know abuse uh, if you know you get the wrong officer just wanting to enforce you know a very uh, unknown penal code section for the most part. Uh, well, what, I don't think. You, I haven't heard of anyone running into any problems with it. Well, but what about that nervous 7-Eleven owner? All of a sudden, somebody comes walking in, they got a mask. And let's say it's not a surgical mask. I mean, because they've said bandanas are fine as long as you have some kind of facial. Like and Lance I, is wearing. And if you could see Lance right here and now, you would automatically just give him your wallet. Am I profiling? <laughs> no, I just well, gave yeah, you my you wallet. Know. I almost gave it to you twice. Good. Give me your wallet. And your horse. <laughs> yeah, that you rode yeah, in on. It's something <laughs> and that, your uh, We definitely would, you know, it'd be nice to have uh, an official opinion by our, our local sheriff. And if they can, you know, 
get at least some information disseminated to uh, clarify that. Just, you know, because it's not like the CCWs are looking to break the law. We no. just want to lawfully carry our, our firearms and, and also not get sick. <laughs> and so it's, uh, I think... I think you're complying with, you know, at least the spirit of law and you're in wearing a protective uh, mask mm. to, you know, limit the spread of a viral pandemic. Uh, and it's not a mask in order to conceal your identity. Hey, John, are the are the courts generally available right now, you know, in the middle of all this mm-hmm. stuff for groups that are, you know, challenging some of these uh, these rulings and these uh, things yeah, that are going so- on? Yeah, it's weird. It's Good more question. it's a little more remote. You know, hearings are being held via teleconference or just through uh, uh, conference calls. Um, but it, it, they're still operating. It's just a little different than what everyone, uh, you know, is used to. And those memes that you see uh, on Instagram showing the lawyers in their shirt and tie and their suit, but then, you know, they pull away and they're in their boxers and sandals because they're doing a teleconference at home. Right. Probably not. Uh, it's probably pretty accurate, to be honest. Yeah. Well, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to television. But somebody asked me that the other day, so I'm glad I have you online. I think the small claims court is, is, is shut down because that's not essential. Hmm. May I, you know, I, I haven't reviewed that, but it, that's a possibility. Well, a friend of mine court. went and they said it was closed. No, there until, you go. Until further notice. Uh, it, it's definitely different. I mean, just like with most everything right now, uh, you go outside, you go walk around, things are different. They're mm-hmm. weird. Uh, yeah. You know, people are wearing masks, people are wearing gloves, not a lot of people. I mean, it's really nice for traffic. There's not, not a lot of traffic anymore. But, Isn't that wonderful? You, know. <laughs> you can sell your Tesla. Yeah. But they just shut down the beach and Oceanside. I, you know, I heard that. And, you know, it's just a crazy thought. Like, yeah. You can't go to the beach in they, California. Hey, they, sh- they shut down the beach in Alpine. I was just I was <laughs> totally depressed. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, go give, go play with the kids. Take your mind off that right. law stuff. Oh, good one, guys. All right, buddy. Hey, folks, that is Gatsky, Dylan, and Balance, LLP. You can still get a hold of him. Get on the Internet. And that man will definitely take care of you like family. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. By the way, folks, due to the technical wizardry of Brandon, if you go to San Diego County Gun Owners on their Facebook page, you can see us live. You can hear us live in the comfort of your home. So just want to throw that out there. So jump to Facebook and you can see who's talking. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? That would be firearms legal protection. Like Lance Joe and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com or call us at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners be ready with a lawyer in your corner. 
This segment is brought to you by the good folks at The Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. Open 10 to 10, seven days a week, 858-573-1911. Best thing to do, go to The Gun Range San Diego. That's thegunrangesandiego.com. All right, our gun expert is on the line. That would be Jason. How you doing, bud? Hey, how's it going, Dave? How are you going? Oh, not too bad at all. Not too bad. Uh, we're doing Facebook Live now, so everybody hey, in the cool. world can hear you. Oh, that's fan- that's fantastic. That's great. So what do you got for us today, <laughs> well, hello, my friend? Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're still keeping busy. Still keeping busy. You know, uh, we got lots of guns out. We uh, kind of missing a lot of guns. We're kind of missing kind of missing seeing some guns on these shelves i'd really like to get some more yeah your shelves looks a little bare what i was seeing on yeah. facebook yeah just about everywhere just about everywhere it's, it's kind of running out of guns i mean we got you know the whole virus thing going on so that means uh, all the consumers are, are you know buying all the guns and that's not a bad thing hey, jason are you still seeing the uh, the same level of business you've been seeing the last couple of weeks with all this it's starting to slow down, but only only because we're we're kind of running out of guns to sell. Mm-hmm. We still got some stuff coming in. It's just kind of a slow trickle, and you know, all of our guns are a lot of our guns are gone. We got uh, the distributors are out of the guns, and the manufacturers can't make as many of the guns because they got to stay home. That's that's kind of where we're at uh, right now. Kind of like the car manufacturers. Well, plus also you can yeah, only sell roster like guns. Yeah, that's which really right, limits. Which really you can limits. only sell roster guns. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It kind of does severely limit what we've got. We actually do have a lot more guns in the back. They're just all, you know, they're all they're law enforcement only guns. So I can't I can't sell them now. And when you guys are getting a new shipment and you, you post on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so, absolutely. We do. You know, we want to make sure everybody gets a chance to grab a gun uh, while they can. Mm-hmm. We're also rationing our ammo just to make sure that everybody's able to get something when they do pick up their gun. Right. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Hey. I don't know if you were listening to the last uh, segment with John Dillon, but we, we brought up the, the fact of, you know, people are buying a gun. They wait their 10 days. Uh-huh. But I understand, is, is the dross slowing down? Are they backlogged? Is there a problem for folks picking up their guns? So right now, yes, there is. Uh, everywhere, there's a problem right now. Uh, there, are, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people at this moment, trying to pick up their guns, trying to do all this stuff, their server is only designed for a certain number of, you know, a certain amount of activity. And it's, it's never, it's completely unprecedented. It's never seen this many, it's never seen this much input, this much activity before. So it's having a real problem processing all this stuff. We also can't call the DOJ to ask any questions about it because the lines have been shut off. So it's a little bit, it's definitely a frustrating situation. A very frustrating. So, so when somebody comes and picks everybody. up, when someone comes to pick up their gun, you got to go through Dros, make sure that everything's passed. They've gone through their ten day right. wait period. You get an authorization, and you're saying that because right. the server is so inundated because of all the the business that's been happening, what happens? It's a, you just can't get a, a, a clearance, or what exactly well, is well, happening? Well, what normally happens is that you jump onto the person's, you know, they're they're kind of like their background check profile, and it tells you right off the bat. Uh, big button, it'll say pending if it's not done yet, or it says approved if it's past the 10 days with no, uh, with no problem whatsoever. I've got, I've got a lot of people that are passed, you know, by, you know, since yesterday and it still says pending. 
I can't contact anybody to ask about it. It's just kind of what's everybody, you know, that's just what's going on right now. Also, my buddy at the other store I used to work at, same thing. This is happening everywhere. But are there, is this for like everybody or is this just, you know, one in 10 customers or one in two customers or? It's, you know what, it's more of like a one out of every five or six. Okay. So I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't try to pick up your gun. Right. But I am saying just, you know, for anybody listening that did buy a gun from us or from anywhere, just kind of expect that you you, know, you might face the possibility of not being able to pick your gun up right when you can. Be patient. I would just sure. say, yeah, just be patient. You know, um, we don't want to flood, you know, more activity. You know, we don't want to flood that place with more activity. We What you want to do is probably just give your store a call and just ask if, if you know, if they're able to deliver guns. Or I'm sure the other way around, you would be more than happy to call that customer and say, hey, you're clear. Come get your gun because you want to get that thing out of your inventory just as bad as oh, the yeah. consumer wants to buy it. Oh, I definitely do, but I got maybe five or six hundred people to call. You're wow. not doing nothing. Just get out on that phone and start calling. <laughs> so right now, yeah. right now, today, God. there are about five or six hundred yeah. people that are have made it through their ten day wait period and are waiting to pick up their gun. Uh, by my estimate, yeah, something like wow. that. Wow, just this is just one shop. Yeah. This is a shop, man. Wow. So, do I put my conspiracy hat on and say this is intentional? Do I say, like you said, is it possible that it's an overload? At least it's irresponsible on the part of yeah, the drone system in, in California. Well, in I'm sure opinion, their computer yeah. systems are older than dirt. Yeah. I mean, I mean go I, to I DMV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put on a tinfoil hat just yet, but I would say that it is awfully inconvenient. It's, yeah. it's definitely... It's definitely a fault on their part. It's their responsibility to make sure that we're able to get what we need for our rights. It's definitely on them right now. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm sure they're feeling the heat. I'm sure they're feeling the heat. But they don't care. Oh, yeah. No, they they may not care. But don't you think there's some politicians that are putting some pressure on that that are I don't think that the the DOJ cares at all. I mean, I think they're, they're... they're maxed out. They've got a certain budget, and they got a certain attitude. Right. They're just gonna just keep plodding along, whatever that means. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yep. The, so, from what I understand, it's it's a lot like the DMV. They just kind of do their job, and they kind of just don't care. You know what I mean? But you're but it's you're telling like people not to be defeated. Just continue on. Exactly. And if you still exactly. want to go buy a gun, go get in line. You know, just remember, you're probably not going to get it in ten days. Or are some of them going? Right through, or all of them being bottlenecked? Oh no, some people are abs- absolutely being. Uh, some people are are absolutely able to pick up their guns. There's just no way for us to know without physically checking, mm. and we can't do that without the person there. Oh. Uh, we can't tell. It's not legal for us to. We can't tell anybody over the phone. They they have to be in front of us, ready to pick uh, up the gun for us to yeah. for us to go through with that. And that's kind of the. That's the problem here. It's another hurdle. Well, that's you said one in five or one in six people you're having difficulties. It, it, it's oh, not no, no, across that, the board. That able to, yeah. Well, that are the other way around. They're able to pick up their gun. Oh, really? Like one in five or six people are able to actually pick oh, up their gosh, gun. Oh, my gosh. That's right a now. much bigger number than. Yeah, it's, it's like 80, 80, 85% of oh. people are not able to pick up See, their gun. See, that's what I'm, yeah, that's how I read Holy it. Holy cow. And we absolutely, we absolutely say, you know, hey, hang out, hang out for a while. If you want to, you want to just wait it out. I actually had that work on a couple, you know, a couple people. They waited five, 10 minutes and just happened to work out. I had another guy wait for a couple hours, and still nothing. So he decided to come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But he's real nice about it. Well, they understand. It's not. It's not the gun owners or the gun shops' fault. It's. it's our oh, no, believe me, the, believe me. The, the, the first thing I want to do is get people their guns. 
we need the space, you know, from yeah. a practical standpoint, sure. we need the space. We got to move the stuff out. And of course, I want to make sure people get what they paid for. Absolutely. You're not a warehouse. Well, and they're buying it to be safe. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, right. you're getting as bad as Dylan. Nothing but bad news. <laughs> but that's okay. No, we sorry. still we still love you, brother. All right. Gun Range San Diego, folks. Go down and get in line. Jason will help you out. He'll be upfront, straightforward, and honest with you. And if there's anything he can do to help you, you know he will. Because just like Nordstrom's, they're all about customer service. The Gun Range, San Diego. We're going to take a quick break on FM 96.1. AM 1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. 